Hey, 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 back at it again. And it's your brother, Victory the Ambassador. And you already know what we do on this podcast. We speak victory. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing on each and every episode. And I just declared a victory in each and every one of you, uh, your lives, those who tune in. So uh, on this segment, uh, I, I met I met a an outstanding brother uh, about a week ago, a week and a half ago, and and uh, we connected and shared a little little pieces of our testimony. And so uh, I, I told the brother, I said, brother, I got to. I got to get an interview with you, man, because because what he was sharing with me was it was just so powerful. And I was so intrigued of what God has done in his life. And so uh, I will introduce to you my big brother, Larry Kelly. Uh, how you doing, big brother? I'm doing great. I'm blessed. Amen, man. I'm blessed to have you on the show today. Uh, man, when we met, man, and I was sharing with you. You know how God delivered me from the gang lifestyle, and you like, man, I come from that same background, and and you begin to share uh, with me, man, uh, pieces of your life and how how God delivered you, man. So, uh, what I want to ask, man, is, you know, uh, take us to, you know, growing up. How was it growing up? Let us know where you're from and how you grew up. I'm actually from St. Louis, Missouri. Hmm. Uh, my parents had moved from uh, from a little small town in Arkansas to uh, St. Louis when I was about four or five years old. So I grew up in St. Louis. Grew up in a, an, you know, in a uh, middle class family. You know, uh, wanted for nothing. My father provided everything for us. But I felt there was something missing in my life when I got about 13, 14 years old, and it was the upside. You know, the, the street. Yeah. My parents, they really protected us from it all, but I wanted this, I was always the black sheep, the curious one, you know, I, I was the rebellious one, I, I was the one that wanted to, to make my way into the world, so I made my, and I made yeah. my way into the world, so I, I ended up getting caught up uh, in a little block gang at first, and then all of a sudden I ended up in the, uh, the group Carter Disciples, then they got transferred over to the Bloods, and I found myself in the gang community uh, after that, and then, um, uh, I end up doing some things of my life I'm not proud of. You know, strong on robbery's not something I'm good at. Because uh, <laughs> I got caught. <laughs> wow. The thing, the thing about it was that, you know, I had um, I had a good upbringing. But I, I had both parents. My mom was a, a, a Christian woman. She she was a drug addict. I tell her she was a drug addict because she used to drag us to church every <laughs> Sunday. And she used to drag us into vacation Bible study, Bible school every summer. Wow. And we were in the I was in the youth choir, I was in uh, the youth group, I was in all that stuff. I was in all that, but yet I still had, I lived a double life. Wow. And uh, in 1972, I was 12 years old, my uncle came and he preached a message at uh, our local home church, uh, Pine Line Glenville Baptist Church, and he looked at me and said, Larry God, I uh, want you to preach this gospel. And I said, not me. And as soon as I get 18, <laughs> I'm out of here. Wow. And I said, I ain't never going back to church. So, but I got, I got caught up with, I caught three charges and, uh, the judge saw lenience on me and he didn't send me to prison because he told me that if I didn't save my life, he was going to send me to Jolly F prison over in Illinois. But he told me I had to find a branch of the military. So wow. I ended up, I ended up going into the Navy 
uh, because the Air Force would take me, had too many felonies. The army offered me a thousand dollars and a rifle and, a, and how to dig a hole and shoot at one person, have a thousand shoot back. And the Marine Corps offered me the same thing. The Navy said, we'll take him. And I didn't even have to take the test. They took the test for me and they placed me into the military. So how old were you? How old were you when you uh when you took that step into the military? What was your age at that point? Uh, I was nineteen. Nineteen, young man trying to find his way. Uh, yes, sir. You said you was the rebellious one. You was that one that you had to see if the doodles stink, right? That's right. <laughs> so so <laughs> hey, and I heard you say something, man, about about my shout out to moms who drug their children to church. The you know, those right to get those righteous seeds uh, planted. You know, the Bible says just train up a child in the way he shall go. When he's old, he will not depart from it. We might stray, but, you know, uh, that that right there is just a testament uh, to yes. the word that that word is true. Uh, so shout out to the mothers who who are uh, dragging their children to hear the word of God and praying for them and sowing those seeds of righteousness. So, OK, so back at it. Uh, so 19 years old. And you uh, decide to join the military. And what branch was it? The uh, United States Navy. Wow, Navy. So tell us, tell us how was that life? What was the life like being in in the Navy? What was that like? Well, well the military, which is, as you know, the Navy is the uh, the branch of military, the big military part. But they sent me to San. After I went to boot camp, they sent me to San Diego. And okay. I got out to San Diego. Guess what? I found out there. I found me another gang family. Wow. You know, uh, I found me another sense. I'm back into the drugs. I'm back into all the, the nonsense. Yet I'm still working in the Navy as well. I'm moving up in rank in the military and everything. Everything seems to be good for a brother, but there was more behind the scenes, you know? Wow. I, I, still, I still did the things that I wanted to do. When I got caught in Hawaii, and I was still facing now, I'm going to get discharged. I'm going to have to fulfill my obligation to the state of Missouri because I was still under probation. I was still on paper. Wow. But my, but the favor of God is that because he has, my God, my God has such a covenant and a relationship with my mom and Jesus. my grandmother and my grandfather. Jesus. That he found, he found favor in me wow. to get me out of those charges and brought me back home. Yet I still, wow. the life didn't come on. So, wow, man, that's amazing, man. The, 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 the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. And you know what, man, I say it all the time. And it was a time in my life where I was living. The only reason I was living because it was my grandma's and my mama's prayers, you know, and, uh, it's times in in our, in, in those seasons of rebellion where that's the only way we be living off the prayers of the righteous and God honoring their prayers and, and, and just keeping his hand on our stupid butt. <laughs> so, so look, man, uh, what, 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 what was the charges in, in uh, Hawaii? You, I heard you say you got caught up in Hawaii. What was the charges over there? Well, we were, it was a, well, we were doing drugs at the time. And uh, there was a, a gentleman who sold us some drugs, and then come to find out it wasn't their drugs, uh, the quality of uh, what he said he was giving us. So we go back up to the apartment, and we kicked the door in. So now I'm with the home invasion. Wow. <laughs> and then so and his girlfriend's on the phone with the police, and we got her held at knife point while two of us are holding this other guy over the balcony up from the fifth floor, and for him to tell us where the real drugs was. Wow. So when he told us that, and we come downstairs, there's the police that are waiting for us, along with the military police. Wow. 
Wow. So, <laughs> so I don't know how God got me out of that one. I, I didn't say God. anything. They didn't say nothing. All they did, they came and got us and said that we'd be released to the military. And the first thing we did was we shifted us to the ship for the last three days while we were there. Wow. But, but, but my brother, that ain't, that ain't the, uh, that, that, that's not the, the, uh, the caveat of it all. When I got back to San Diego, I I, I get I get I get shot. I didn't even tell my mama. I got shot. Then I got my all my teeth knocked out in the back because like I had gotten in a in a fight. The all this stuff is over drugs and over drugs and women. Mm, wow. And I, I still still didn't get it didn't, didn't get it right. You know. So wow. I kept I kept on going and and you know now we're running drugs from San Diego to Atlanta from Atlanta back to San Diego. It's like everywhere you went, it's like the enemy had traps and snares just set up for you. It's mm. like you, you knew exactly where you want to be and what you're going to do. Wow. When you get there. Wow. You see, when you're, not, when you're not looking for God in a situation, you always find what you used to. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we, we, we always we fall into a common ground of what we're comfortable at doing. And I was comfortable with selling drugs, running women. I was comfortable with that. I, I knew how to do that. Wow. What I didn't know how to do was to praise God for what he had done for me. Come on now. Come on now. Because I, I can't tell it all in 30 minutes. Yeah. But I'm yeah. going to fast forward a little bit if you don't mind. I, when I got this, uh, uh, I went UA while I was in Memphis, Tennessee. I mean, I went AWOL. Okay. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I was on a drug bench. I went AWOL. And uh, when I came back, they was going to bust me, but then they, they found favor. Once again, I found favor with the Lord, and they transferred me out of there, and I transferred me to uh, Norfolk, Virginia, and Virginia Beach. Mm. Everything was hunky-dory there until, once again, I run into, I come to find out they all kind of, uh, I didn't get into the gangster, but I, I did get into the drug game there. Wow. The drug game was was my way out. Started with marijuana, then started with cocaine, then started with rock cocaine. Wow. You know, then I started with, then I did the pills and things, all that. And about what year, about what year was that when you made it to uh, Norfolk? Uh, About what year? 1985. 85, that's when the crack, (laughs) was that was right, right around the crack epidemic, right? When it was starting. Uh, The crack epidemic. Yeah, the crack academic started right about 1983. 83, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But at that time, they were still they were calling it free base. It did become free crack base. around yeah. the late 80, uh, 84, 85. That's when we were really rocking it up. Wow. So you look, man, man, this is this. You got a powerful story, man. Uh, definitely a story of grace. And uh, um, I want to hear some more. I got a couple more questions, but uh, we're going to go to a break real quick. And we will be right back. We got to hear more from the man of God and uh, hear how God has transformed his life. So we'll be right, right back. 
All right, we're back. We're back. So, uh, brother Larry, man. All right. So now you 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 grew up in in a home where uh, there were there were moral values and and yep. and righteousness was the standard and 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 you was just one of those ones who were who was rebellious and and you 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 found the gang family you you got into the military and it was a just a good good cover up for you to run dope from state to state. So now I want to ask you, uh, what what took place that made you come to the conclusion that look, I need God. What 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 was it? What what brought you to that place? Uh, tell us about uh, this. Is what I want to know. Tell us the state of mind. Uh, you were in right before your conversion, and 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 uh, tell us and tell us about the encounter, the the conversion, and how that happened. Take us there. Okay, in, in 1995, they had a uh, they were investigating a drug ring in the military, in the navy, rather. Wow. And uh, my name came up as one of the suppliers. So mm. to uh, to obey uh, persecution, I start smoking. Wow! And wow! So so uh, so when I talked to the owner, your analysis when they uh, it, the NCIS came and asked and started questioning me about running drugs, I told them I said I don't, I'm not a drug dealer. I'm a user. I said I just buy enough dope to, to smoke for myself. So it got me. Uh, got me kicked out the military with a, a other than honorable discharge. Uh, that was 1995. From 96 to 97, I kind of wondered blindly about what I'm going to do with my life. Wow. Uh, I was I was still smoking. I still had my drug connections. I, I was making a little bit of money, not a whole lot of money. Then after a while, they stopped fooling with you when, uh, when your money not uh, ain't tight like it used to be. Yeah. So uh, I kind of ended up... Uh, on the streets a little bit, sleeping on the bridge, lost my wife and family, you know, sleeping up under the bridge, you know, every now and then until my mom sent for me. But I'm going to fast forward to, uh, to uh, 19, uh, uh, I come back, I need I, I to go to St. Louis and I get my life together. Okay, so well, pause right there. So from uh -huh. 85 to 95, you're you out there in Virginia just running, running dope, running dope, making money, wildlife, right? Yeah. And, and, Wow, and, and you said that that they started the investigation and it just sent you into a pretty much a downward spiral uh, uh, that sent you to to from dealing to using. Yeah, and you said it something. Was, I, you said you lost your family, and, I, and it reminded me of the scripture where it said the thief come to steal, kill, and destroy. So basically, that's what was going on. The enemy was. Just robbing you from every piece of piece of life uh, that you had in you, and 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 all that God had blessed you with. In spite of the enemy was robbing you. Wow. Yep. So now it's ninety five. You 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 you've been ten years out here in the Virginia area running dope. So ninety five, and and you and you went to smoking hard due to the stress of the of the investigation, and you said. Uh, even to the point of living under bridges, you 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 had got that low, and uh, you yeah. say now ninety seven. What happened in ninety seven? In, in ninety seven, uh, that's when they, they put me out in ninety seven, and um, 
that that winter, I'm saying around October or November of that year, my mom sent for me on the bus. I got on me a one-way bus ticket, and all my belongings was just fitted at Walmart bag. Wow, that's what I had. Wow. So I go there. I go to St. Louis, uh, back to my mom's house. Now, keep in mind, I'm 37 years old. I'm going back to my mama's house. I'm going back to the rules and regulations. So I'm, I'm clean. I, I'm clean for about a year. I start walk, working at Walmart. I'm, on, I'm back on track, right? Wow. But Lord, Lord behold, I, I run into a female that, that, that smoked dope, smoked rock. And me and her just start rocking it back up. So I'm right back in the same old pit bowl. Man. My dad gives me a, 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 a cook to build a drive. And I pawned that uh, at, at, at a... a a title loan place, and I can't pay that back because I smoked it up. But my grandmother uh, was sick, and I went to see her. And she told me, she said, Larry, you know, God called you to preach this gospel. Promise me that you'll go back to your wife, and you'll get your life together. So I come back after the funeral, and I told my mom, I said, I, I got to go back to Virginia. So I worked long enough to buy me a plane ticket to get back, work to get my wife back together. We got back together. I was doing well until uh, the job that I was working was paying me good money, and they told me they couldn't hire me because of my military discharge. Mm. So now, now without a job, once again, and I'm, I'm I, I refuse to go back to selling dope, but I was still smoking. Wow! You know, so I didn't lose her at the time, but I, I, I kept on working. And I, t- I kept on doing what I could. I couldn't even do unemployment, so I, I kept doing what I could do to make ends meet. And all the pressure was on her. So one day, I got a job working selling cars, and I was I was doing all right. I'm making good money, but this one time I made so much good money, and then the next time I made a lot of good money. The following month I made uh, some excellent money. So I bought about five thousand dollars worth of rock cocaine. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so, so and I had got I had got tired because I was still smoking, and you know you know ever been in a place where you know you. You, you cry because you don't want to do something, but you, mm. you, you got to do it. Man. You do it, and you, you don't want to do it, but you do it. I mean, the cocaine to wake me up out of my sleep, out of the bed. I would get out of the bed with my wife, get in the car, and drive on, be gone for two days on a smoking dance. Wow. I would, then I would cry. I realized that I lost all my money. I'm like, why come I can't stop doing this? Why come I can't stop doing it? Mm. So that, that particular day, this was in 2000, 2001, and I, I, I told myself, I said, you know what? I'm tired of doing this. I'm going to smoke myself to death. Wow. So I bought the $5,000 with the cocaine. And I had a couple of friends over with me, you know, a couple of other crackheads with me. We were smoking, smoking, smoking. Then after a while, I just got tired of them. I gave them big boulders and sent them on their way, got them out of my house. And I sit there and I made me three new pipes. And I sit there and I load them up. Both of them, all three of them, big, big boulders. Wow. And I hit the, fir- I hit the first one. I said, ooh, that's good. Hit the second show, yeah. And I hit the third one, I blacked out. And I went, and all the only thing I remember was that I had a divine visitation. And it wow. told me that if I opened my eyes in eternity, this is where I was spending. And I heard a lot of people crying and screaming. I could smell burning brick. You ever been around a, a house that's been on fire? Yeah. You, you can smell the how the brick and the wood smells. Yes. It had this, that smell to it, right? Mm, wow. And I said, Lord, I said, I said, Lord, don't let me open my eyes up here. I said, don't let me open my eyes. I said, tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it. He said, I told you in 1972, 
I called you to preach my gospel. I said, well, I'll do what you, what you tell me to do. I woke, up on the, I woke up on the floor and I had vomits. I had, I had boo-booed on myself, peed on myself. And the first thing I did, I didn't even clean up. I seen up all this stuff off the table, all the stems, flushed it all down the toilet. And I said, now what am I going to do? I said, Lord, what do I do now? So I started calling around to rehab centers in Virginia, but they would take me, but my ear insurance would not let them kick me overnight. That means that they had to let me back out. I can go in the morning, but had to let me back out in the wow. evening time. Wow. Well, that's, that, the Bible says that the man loves it at night because that's what he does his evil. Yeah, yeah. I said, I can't go back out there at night. I said, I called my mom. I told my mom about it. My mom said, baby, I don't know what to tell you, but you got to call on Jesus. So I called my Lord again. I said, oh, where do I go? Who do I talk to? And my boss man that hired me was a preacher. Mm. And I didn't know that he was a preacher. Until I, I started talking to my job, so I said, let me call him. I called him up. I said, look, I want to take you to lunch tomorrow. I said, I got something I need to talk to you about. So I took him to lunch, and I told him, I said, look, I said, uh, I, I got something I got to confess to you. I said, I'm, I'm a crackhead. I don't know what to do. And the I said, it's, it's taking control of my life. And he said, I know. I said, you know what? He said, I know you was a crackhead. I knew that when you were hiring me. I said, why did you hire me then? He said, because the Lord told me to. I said, wow. okay. I said, so the Lord told you to hire me. Now what do I do? He asked me, he says, uh, he says, Larry, have you ever been baptized with the, with the Holy Spirit? I said, no. Nah. I said, I don't even know what it is. I said, I'm a Baptist. I said, I, I got baptized in water. It's just the same thing. I said, yeah, if not, I don't know now. Because I don't know what that is. Mm. So he told me a couple of things. He was telling me about all the gifts that the Holy Spirit brought. But beyond what you brought, I only heard him say two words. He said, he said that God, the Holy Spirit brings the Kratos power, which is the creative side of God. He said, then he brings the dunamis, which is the explosive side of God. I said, that's what I need. He said, what? I said, I need that dunamis. I said, I need something to blow the like He said, whatever. He said, if you want it, he says, come to the church on Sunday. I said, man, I ain't got no more money. I said, all the money I got, I Jesus. can't just spend it here on lunch. Pa- he said, hey, pause right there, brother. Pause right yeah. there. You get yeah. me excited, man. I'm, 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 I'm ready to <laughs> shout right now. Woohoo! <laughs> man, look. So, look. Pause right there. We're we going we gonna to take right. a small break, and and uh, and we're going to bring it back right there. What, what, and and we want, you, we want you to tell us what happened when you went to that church. So uh, we'll be right back after this break. All right, all right. We're back with Brother Larry Kelly. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, this 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 story, man, this testimony is is, is stirring me up, man, real, real good. I'm, I'm just really enjoying it. So um, back to your, your your story, your testimony. Uh, the The pastor who hired you, he 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 begins to tell you about this dunamis power and uh and the baptism of the Holy Ghost and 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 when he when he said about the dunamis power you like that's what I need so so tell us about uh what happened man when when you went to this church man well I got there early I got there early that Sunday morning Come on. Uh, doing the, doing the Bible study. And when I walked into the church, I mean the Sunday school, when I got into the church, there was five little women, five, the number of grace, five little women in there. And wow. uh, they were going through the, finishing up with their Sunday school lesson. I, when I, and I, I was sitting in the back of the church and uh, they said, okay, it's time to start morning worship. So they went into the um, uh, uh, a song and 
She picked up your and the piano, the keys, and then she closed the top of She said, somebody here is sick and something. I stood up. I said, that be me. She said, what are you sick? And I said, this thing called a Holy Ghost that uh, Minister Howard told me about. I said, I want it. She said, well, baby, if you want it, come on down here to the altar. His name is Jesus. Mm. So I walked down there. Ooh. I walked down there. I walked down there to the altar. And um, you know how they say they, they, they carry with you, right? Yeah. But they, you know, we say what most people say when they say they carry with it. They say, hey, say this after me, say this after me, keep repeating, repeating. Uh-huh. They did what they said to me. All they did, they got around me, they put a circle around me. They said, Lord, give him the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let him realize so you so strong and mighty in his life. And I said, yes, Lord, do it. And that's all I remember. Bishop Pablo Winslow, he taught me that not to be 
uh, how to hear God for myself. And he taught me how to, to study the word of God for me to show myself approved. So I, I became one of his messages on staff. Jesus. And then, uh, and then uh, uh, some things conspired and he left the church, went started another church in North Carolina. I stayed in the, in the ground where God had planted to me at, and I came up under another pastor, uh, Pastor Lynn Lovejoy, who is a strong woman of God, and she believed in for everybody hearing God for themselves. She taught me a lot as well. But then, Praise after years God. passed, after years passed, uh, I, I, I just, these were between my wife and I wasn't working out. So I got divorced. And then when uh, I moved to Houston, Texas, where well, I married the wife I have now, which I thank God for her because she has been a strong support and a strong pillar in my ministry. Amen. And, uh, I, yeah, because when I came here, I told her, I said, I'm not going to preach them. I'm just going to sit in the congregation. I'm not going to let everybody know I'm going to preach. But how you know that God will call you out no matter where you are? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you, sir. You can't, you can't run or uh, hide from your calling. <laughs> he called me Jonah all the time. He said, I think he was in Geneva. Oh, my God. Come on now. <laughs> God, so, God going to get I, that work out you. He going to get the work out you. So I went to help out a, a, a pastor out in uh, North Houston uh, with her church. And then I moved on and started my own ministry, uh, which uh, didn't, work, uh, didn't work out the way God wanted to work out. But I still got my own ministry. But then God had led me to this church called um, uh, Greater New Macedonia Baptist Church, where I, I had become the co-pastor of the church for now for five years and uh it's been a great learning uh uh place of learning i mean it, 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 it's truly elevating now i told them when i went there i said now, i'm a pillow i said i got a pentecostal background right. so you might call me about the uh, about the council whatever you want to call me <laughs> you're gonna get the full body that's right. That's right. Man, and, man, and man. This, this, this is this is good, man. I'm I'm when you said the part when 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 them when them little old powerful Holy Ghost filled ladies surrounded you and, and asked for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you said it was eleven o'clock. Now this blew my mind. <laughs> we reached eleven o'clock uh before Let noon and, and 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 the fire of God hit you and you don't remember nothing, and it was hours later, and they done told you you done preached and prophesied and preached again and prophesied. Man, 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 I, 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 I was just, you took me there, brother, and that's what I wanted, man. You took me there in that church, wherever that took place. You took me there, brother, and, and uh, man, it's just awesome hearing that, you know, because uh, that's the one thing, you know, I tell people, you can't make it. You can't successfully walk this walk out without the uh, being filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, John talked about it. You know, John was baptizing with water. You know, and 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 you know, he 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 told the people, "There's one coming after me whose sandals I'm not even worthy of latching." And and he said, "I baptize with water, but." He that's coming after me, he baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. And a lot of believers who struggle in their walk, you know, I mean, we we all have our moments where we fall. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, but he get back up. But I'm talking about 
those brothers and sisters who just can't seem to uh, uh, shake that that the hold that sin have on them. You know, mainly it's because they had they they're missing the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and so. You're absolutely right, brother. And most of it is because they uh, they, they they don't believe there's any hope. My God. See what see and, and what what that preacher gave me was he told me there was hope that Jesus was a hope for tomorrow. He was my hope. Jesus. And that, and, and that's what this world is missing now. That's the hope. That's it. That Jesus, uh, the hope of Jesus Christ. That's and it. When he went to the cross, the purpose of him going to Calvary Hill, the purpose of him sending his for the remission of our sin, the purpose now that we yeah, this life we are not gonna live a perfect life, but we can enjoy life with Christ Jesus because he'll teach us how to overcome even in our struggles. We'll still be able to find joy. Amen. 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 When you was just saying that, I, I, you know, I was just thinking about, you know, that hope, man. Um, you know, the, in, the, in a lost and dying world, you said it, people need yep. hope. And we, as the body of Christ, we are to bring that hope. We've been ordained to bring hope to a lost and dying world. And that's what that, that man of God did for you. Because the Bible said, Christ in us, the yes. hope of glory. Yes. And, and, and we are to bring that hope to a lost and dying world. Amen. Uh, amen. You Glory can appreciate, to brother. God. My God, my God. Man, this has been uh, awesome, man. Uh, it's, it's such a pleasure. Uh, meeting you, brother, and connecting with you, and um, I'm sure that uh, that that God's gonna gonna do some great things with us, man. Uh, so I'm excited, man. I, I'm always excited to connect with other on fire believers, man, because you know people need to know, and people need to know that there's a difference in the walk of a believer who is who is baptized with the Holy Ghost. And one who is just who don't have that baptism, you know, because the yep. water water baptism is to is to is to is to, you know, to, to show that you partake in the death, burial and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ is is symbolic. The water baptism is symbolic to show that you that you partake in that. But the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that's another level. That's where the power is. Hallelujah. Yes, Hallelujah. Yes, so. Man of God, I thank you for taking out the time uh, of your day to get this interview done. Uh, is there any, are you on any platforms, uh, Facebook or anything? Or Yes, yes sir. I, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm under uh, Larry Kelly. Uh, that's my Facebook. And then I'm also, uh, I got a page for my ministry. It's called Larry Kelly Ministries uh, uh, on Facebook as well. Larry Kelly Ministries. Okay, awesome. Yes, sir. So y'all, um, be sure to go to that. Bit and, and and I'm sure, like, if if anyone have any prayer requests or anything, they can reach out to you, right? Yes, sir. My my phone number and my email address is on that. On the Facebook, Larry Kelly Ministries. Y'all go like that page up, and uh, you know, um, uh, yeah, um, uh, brother, I appreciate you, man. 
Um, no, I, I, I appreciate you because uh, I'm telling my wife, I said, you know, we mm. met this young man in the parking lot of Walmart. And I told her, I said, you know, I said, he's a blessing to me. And I said, I'm, I thank God for you, man, because I, I love to watch young men. Because I know y'all got a lot to say. Yeah. And there's a lot that I can learn from you guys as well. Amen. I might be 61 years old. Don't mean that I can't be taught new tricks. Amen. Amen, <laughs> brother. You know, you know iron sharpens iron. And I'm just yes, glad, sir. man. I'm, I'm, I'm humbled to... To meet a, 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 a brother such as yourself, man, um, who who possessed that Holy Ghost fire, man. I, I love it. I love it. I, I, I like being around fire people. <laughs> I like being around fire people, man. So, you know, it's always a blessing, man. Uh, I'm, I'm really, yes, really grateful uh, to be connected with you, brother. And uh, just, just excited about what God want to do in... So uh, we're going to end this segment, but before we end this segment, I want to end with a prayer, and I just want to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now. Thank you for Brother Kelly for sharing his testimony. God, as it go forth, I pray that it will bless those who hear, that it would ignite them, that it would, oh God, create a blaze, God, in the name of Jesus, that that, that those who hear it will be set ablaze for your glory in the name of Jesus. Name God, of that Jesus. those who hear it, that, that a, a, a sense of hope will be sparked in the name of Jesus. And Father, uh, we just speak blessings over his ministry, blessings in the peace of God in his home in the name of Jesus. And God, we pray right now that that testimony will continue to go forth and transform lives. God, you said that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And then we love not our lives unto death. We thank you right now, God. We thank you right now for this, for this interview. We declare that it has been blessed and that it will go forth and bless everyone who hear it in Jesus name. Amen. 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 God bless you, my brother. I will be in touch because it's, it's, I know it's more that God got in store for us to do, brother. So, I will be in touch, man. Thank you for this interview, brother. God bless you and your family. Thank you for having me. God bless you. All right.